I feel like when I was a teenager, I only talked to one person on instant messaging ever. And that was Jamie. (laughs) There was never like another window opened where I could accidentally be sending it to the wrong person. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think that I think for IMing too, I often was only speaking to one person at a time. So I didn't, I don't remember any IM. You guys need some more friends. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the thrilling sequel to last episode's <laughs> Threat Level Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm Bethany. I'm Madison. I'm Subi. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back, everyone. Full Yay! panel, full house tonight. Everybody's here. Yes, yep. we are. So uh, this week, I have a bit of a different icebreaker for you guys. Um, so Bethany sent me a an, an article. It's an article about an article. So the original article is uh, was in GQ by somebody Uh-oh. named Jaya Saxena. Okay. Jaya, J-A-Y-A, Saxena, S-A-X-E-N-A. I, okay. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, the title of the piece is Does the Office Hold Up? Um, and it's basically about how the office in our current, uh, in our current cultural landscape is kind of harder to watch because of the like the inappropriate jokes that michael scott makes or the Mm -hmm. um the way that they deal with issues like sexual harassment and um and racism uh and so i'm not i don't really want to talk about i I do want to talk about that article but there was an article written about that article on (laughs) av club by a guy named randall colburn um and it's called the office is getting harder to watch Okay. Um, and the reason I want to talk about that one specifically instead of the GQ article is that the GQ article kind of just takes the stance of like, um, it is harder to watch now. So like, it's, uh, I'm going to read, I'll summarize the article and then like, I want to read like a paragraph from it just okay. so you like know the kinds of things that, is, that she's talking about. Um, and, but the randall article adds on to that by saying that like um talking about its position in satire and Mm -hmm. uh if it's like is satire effective um his words are how effective is are the skewer sorry how effective is the skewering of bad behavior if the characters perpetuating it are never held accountable for their actions um is it on the creator to ensure that the subject of one's satire is punished uh so going back to jaya's uh jaya saxena's article so one i think this is like the the uh the paragraph in the article that kind of summarizes it so okay um she says the white male employees in the show who make their co-workers lives a living hell are constantly saying things that anyone in a toxic workplace has heard whether it's michael saying i'm a friend first and a boss second or dwight's People sometimes take advantage because it's so relaxed. It's horribly true, and that's the joke. Um, Compare that to how vice employees complaining of sexual harassment were told it was a non-traditional workplace, or when faced with HR training on sexual harassment, Michael protests, okay, what is a lawyer going to come in and tell us? To not send out hilarious emails or not tell jokes? How different is it that, how different is that from men who say they can't even feel safe saying good morning anymore? 
Hmm. Um, and then there's another one I want to read. One more paragraph, because this one talks about Michael and Jim's position in the office. Okay. Um, if Michael is the obvious villain, then Jim, the erstwhile hero, is the man who sees the abuse and stays silent for his own benefit. Jim is the audience stand-in, whose fourth wall breaks have become a standard meme reaction when anyone is being obviously ridiculous. Mm -hmm. While the show laughs at Michael through layers of irony, Jim is the one we're supposed to look to for how to feel. And mostly, he feels like the horrors of the workplace are none of his business. So... Um, I think I am ready then to turn it to the panel and say, like, <laughs> how do you feel as like as fans of The Office, as fans who are fans enough to have an Office podcast and watch it every <laughs> week and, and, you know, like really like talk about these things? How do you react to this article? Um, and, and what do you think? I disagree with, first of all, I disagree with the aren't held responsible for their actions or aren't punished for their actions. Michael doesn't live a great life. He's lonely. He, all of his, all of his girlfriends break up with him. He can't, you know, hold a relationship. His family doesn't believe in him. He has no friends. He ends up in a park feeding birds alone. Like he's sad. He's sad because of his actions. I don't think that he went unpunished. I don't think that he, you know, his actions were, I don't know. I, I think that he absolutely is held responsible for what he does. Yeah, he has no land. He has no yeah, land. He has no land. <laughs> he eventually does. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when he learns to like be friends with Holly and not, you know, be disgusting with her and he learns to, you know, have a friendship with her first and he begins to be a better person. Like he there's development in his character. Yeah, yeah, to an extent there is. I mean, I think that his, you know, going into the idea of being with Holly, like trying to be friends with her first and stuff like that he sort of does that begrudgingly still like towards mm -hmm. the end. Um, but we see, we do see development and I, I think that it's a going maybe a stretch too far to say that like, of course, yes, we look forward to seeing Jim's reactions and oftentimes he does make faces that are, are reflect what the audience thinks when Michael says things that are absurd. Um, but I feel like there are also times when, he and other people sort of step in if Michael or someone else has gone too far over the line. Um, I'm trying to think of when, though. Right. Like when Jim steps in? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like yeah, at times I feel like we least... just talked about it last week. Like, yeah. I can't recall a specific example, which is not supporting my yeah. argument very well. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that there's times where he and others are kind of like, whoa. That's a bit. That's a bit much, or something like that. Instead of just mm -hmm. like remaining silent, um, just remaining silent completely. But I mean, like on the topic of Holly, Jim does like talk Michael down when like Michael's like, I just want to like, uh, I just want to kiss her. And oh yeah. He's, he's like, I'm glad you didn't or don't. something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that like. <laughs> it isn't i don't think we're supposed to be glorifying like michael's actions i think that's the point like everybody knows it's cringy right and that it's ridiculous and awful and but that's to make you feel more sympathy for the other characters that have to deal with it every day right and i i think yes the comedy is sort of based mm -hmm. on like 
the outrageousness of the workplace, but that's sort of done. I mean, I imagine that's done expressly. Like people have heard these sorts of things around the office and that's what makes it so funny to people who recognize that situation as something that's completely realistic. Um, but I don't know. I, I do feel that we've said on many occasions, I think that we find some of the jokes like a bit too off color. Like just last episode, just and I were talking about the whole, like all Asians look alike joke was kind of yeah. you mean all ridiculous. Look the same. <laughs> right. Right. And like the whole episode, he's like, yeah, like that's what, and the, the, and the, like those girls that he went home with weren't even the same ones. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And right. so, like, they made that joke, like, three times in the episode. And, like, that's in, like, that's just, it's not a very, like, creative or, yeah. um, like, yeah. a, just, it's it's a low-hanging fruit. It's a your mom joke. Right. Right. But um, then, but then just, like, a couple episodes ago, in terms, if we want to talk about, like, the idea of race, was when Michael was basically trying to tell everyone that it, the criminal couldn't possibly be Martin. He's like, no, it's got to be someone else. And then when Kevin says that it's, it might be Martin, they, um, you know, he calls oh, him racist, racist and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, it's a comical way of doing it, but I feel like that at least is trying, like, that's not trying You're to You're removing reinforce... yourself one more step from yeah. the, from the, just the obvious joke to make. Right. Yeah. Um, before, uh, th- so before we hear from um, from Madison, because I, I feel like you are <laughs> going to take the like like the opposite side of what we were what were saying. Um, what like I I, do, I want to talk about Jim and like how the article talks about Jim mm-hmm. uh, because like it does say that we're supposed to like hate Michael and identify with Jim and like that's something that we've been saying this entire podcast is that like we don't identify with Jim. Like Jim's like kind of a loser and kind of a like a a mean person and so right. i don't like i feel like maybe on your first watch you might think that jim is a person you should identify with mm-hmm. but i don't think that jim is really like the stand-up role model um reflection of the audience that i will say that i didn't think that until this podcast though right like yeah, until we started either. picking it apart yeah. like i i did identify with jim like absolutely and this person does not pick apart episodes like we do right like, <laughs> yeah. this person probably only watched it once and then went through and watched it again yeah. And watches it yeah. very lightly. No, it's true. Not without a fine tooth comb. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, that's how most people watch it. So, like, maybe it's like that's the not the correct way, but the way that most people watch The Office is not by watching it many, the way many that times. we do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, think, so, Madison, what do you think about? So about that this? was like that was what I was going to say. Like right to begin with was that I think my opinion of the show has changed a lot with watching it the way that we are watching it. Um, Because I never used to be nearly as annoyed by Michael (laughs) when I was just watching it for fun, you know? But now that I'm like actually analyzing Michael's actions and behaviors, um, he is annoying me (laughs) a lot more than he ever used to. And I don't think it's fair to say that everything in the show doesn't age well. Um, I think that there are things that are perfectly acceptable to to joke about and that are done in ways that are are still fine but i also i feel like this is the biggest problem i have with michael's character is that like he's set up to be this guy who's like unintentionally racist and he's unintentionally um 
very ignorant to other cultures and ways of life. And I, I, I get that there's a lot of people who are like that in the world, but because they've set Michael up to be this character, I feel like the writers of the show are able to slip in jokes Mm-hmm. that maybe didn't need to be there. Like the like we were saying um, that all Asians look alike in the last episode. Like, I don't really feel that was necessary to be brought up, especially multiple times throughout the show. But because it was Michael saying it, they're like able to get away with doing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are the aspects of the show that don't age well. Right. And we also yeah. had that, also, we had that also when, with the gay witch hunt episode. Right. Like yep. his reaction to, um, Oscar and potentially others in the office being gay was extremely blown out of proportion. And Mm -hmm. that I think would, would not go well. If someone hadn't seen the office ever and you showed them that episode, I think that that would turn them off from the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot um, of, of Michael's character, it's that buildup to like kind of understanding who Michael is supposed to be as a person. And then his character is able to get away with doing a lot of things and saying a lot of things that, no other character on probably a lot of like a lot of other shows, even not just within mm-hmm. the office, they wouldn't be able to get away with the things that Michael can get away with. Right. Uh, what um, during Gay Witch Hunt? What sorts of like what jokes were was Michael making? Like what reaction was he having that you? Um, um so are the about? so I mean, eventually there's him becoming way too physically. Like you know him like kissing Oscar and stuff right. is really inappropriate and awkward and uncalled and unnecessary. I also kind of get the impression from Michael in that episode that he's just he's uncomfortable being around Oscar. Right. Probably not because he might be gay, but just because he doesn't know how to handle that situation. Yeah. Does that make sense? And, 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 and in a way, <laughs> I can understand how that's sort of reflective of society as a whole. Like people are that way like they'll find out that their best friend is gay and then be really like affronted and and standoffish and not know what to do i think that's totally fine but it's like when when you're making like like there's a lot of talk too of like then if oscar's gay he must like wearing dresses if he's gay he must you know be extremely effeminate and stuff like that and i i think that's an unnecessary generalization that doesn't really especially in our actual so like actual in terms of like now uh current is the word social climate um and it's just it's just, just an inaccurate representation well, right. of people okay. who are gay as well yeah, yeah okay exactly. well uh i think that you could definitely say that uh, about michael's character um but a couple of things that you mentioned during that um like first you were saying that you think that like that is a lot of people's reaction when they find out what the close friend is gay and like um being that for most people, you are a closeted gay person for a significant amount of time until you come out. Um, the people closest to you didn't know that aspect of you until you were, you know, like officially coming out about it. And like, like you were saying, it is a, a like a pretty typical reaction for people to not really know how to react in that situation. Right. So like in the episode, yes. uh, Michael goes to Oscar and says like, you know, like, I just want to, like, I want to apologize for saying that to you this morning. Uh, let's hang out sometime, and then you can tell me how to how you do that to a dude. And, like, <laughs> yeah, that too. He doesn't know. So, like, right. in Michael's mind, yeah. in Michael's mind, like, 
the thing that happened today was we found out Oscar was gay. So like, that's what he's thinking about. He's not like, so yeah, he doesn't handle it with the most grace possible, but he does handle it in a way where he wants to get to know Oscar better. Like he does want (laughs) to treat Oscar more like he wants Oscar to still be a part of his family still be a part of his, still be his friend. Um, but yeah, he doesn't know how to react in that situation. Well, right. Um, and that's, and we, but we know that as people who watch the show and have seen Michael sort of interact with different social issues in different ways, like that's come to be expected. And that instance is just a case of Michael taking something too far again, like with the Kama Sutra or anything like that, mm-hmm. because he's like saying things that he should be saying, like, I'm sorry, I want to get to know you better in terms of you know, to understand the side of the side of you and something that I don't, you know, necessarily identify with. But then he takes it too far by saying like, how you, how you do it. Like he doesn't need to know. He doesn't need to say that I would like you to explain to me exactly how you have sex with a dude. Right. He could just be like, oh, really? Like, tell me your feelings about that. Like, how did you know? And, you know, like there are ways sure. of approaching it that I think, you but know, are is more that acceptable. Michael Scott? Like, is that, that like, is they... Michael Scott? Yeah. And, like, Michael was brought up, like, super sheltered. He was a right. single child who was definitely coddled by his mother, and <laughs> which we which we hear about, like, the, the lotion and, like, yeah. the fact that she remarried and he, he took it to heart or whatever like that. I don't know if – so he is – he's still learning, and it's okay to still be learning as a 40-something-year-old person. Like, even when we're 40, we're mm-hmm. going to be learning new things. Sure. And, right. Um, and we may not always do it in an appropriate way and like he is apologizing and like should we be angry at him because he didn't he didn't experience the same things other more like progressive people have experienced he just he wasn't in the right place at the right time to learn these things but he like is he's getting there it's just it's it's not fun to watch him getting there right and (laughs) and like i think that kind of ties back in a little bit with like what justin's original like what he was trying to ask was like does the show age well or not Mm -hmm. And, like, I think at the time, like, when this show was coming out, there mm-hmm. weren't a lot of other sitcoms that were dealing with he- issues like this on, like, what to do if a friend of yours comes out to you as gay and how how should you handle it? So at the time, it was probably oh, okay for them to be, to use Michael Scott in the way that they do. Um, but I feel like if the show was being created now, right. it wouldn't be okay for the Michael Scott character to, to really exist almost (laughs) to like, to, you know, act the way that he does. It wouldn't be something that it's not something that ages well. Right. Unless he was meant to be like the person that you hate in the show. Like if it's like the asshole boss, but like Michael is ridiculous, but I don't think the intention of the show is for everyone to hate Michael. I think people are, Michael is, Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Michael's oh man, how am I gonna word this? Michael's the perfect example of how we do not and should not view things in black and white. Right. How like yep. there yes. is there is good to a person and, and they and they mess up sometimes. And like yep. I feel like we're headed towards a a time in society where like you're there's a good person and there's a bad person, and there's nothing uh-huh. in between. Right. Yeah. And there's like this is a the, the the biggest issue that I take with this article is that it's like the office doesn't hold up. It'll say things at the end like, oh, yeah, it's funny. Of course, it's funny. It's objectively funny. But I still can't stand these jokes. And it's like, well, OK, th- that, that might be you might not think that 
that you you might not like these jokes but what i love about the office is that it dares to say that michael this awful human being who like will you know do these terrible things in the workplace um which which he goes home and like he's all alone on halloween and like he's very sad he's a very sad person um but he you you it still dares to say that like he is a person that you should care about like right. you should feel sad when he's sad you should be you know you should be like michael why don't you get it like i wish that you would get it so that we would get along better right. like you could be like all you want is for all of us to be friends and to be a family and that's great and you are just taking it like you're just not doing it right <laughs> yeah um, no absolutely well and i think that's kind of like yeah that's in i think i agree with bethany that in today's society it's very much black and white and i think that if this were a show today i think people would really struggle to in any way sort of try to identify with yeah. a character who is even accidentally like quite you know you know f finds himself in you know like risk not risky what's the word um anyway compromising, compromising <laughs> situations yeah like i think like i said i think that if if some a character like michael were in a sitcom today it would be seen as like that douchebag we're supposed to like rally against that person right you'd yeah. be more of the villain in the right. show does not, that make you not the person you're supposed to love doesn't that make you scared? I feel like that's a scary thought that it doesn't leave much room for yeah. a human flaw. No, it, yeah. it, it definitely doesn't. I think we see that a lot of times too. I, you know, like people who are otherwise like good upstanding people. I think Justin, was it last episode we were talking yeah, about like leaving episode. thing? Yeah, because like, you know, you were talking too just earlier, Bethany, that like things you said when you were 17, you were like, don't mm -hmm. be friends with me at 17. That was terrible. But like, if some if someone were to find your conversations from 17, in today's society, people would use that against you and say that oh, yeah. this person yeah. is terrible. Whereas like, yeah. you know, in the last 10 years, you've completely, 10 or plus years, you've There's no room for redemption. Changed. There's no, it's over. Like, right, you've, right. You've no. sealed your fate at such a young, like, that's, yeah, that, that's a scary thought. And I feel like that mindset has, like, for the, what the, the office aired not that long ago. Right. Yeah. And we're yeah. already thinking that this this person couldn't be possible. Yeah, last, right. uh, last week, we also talked about how, like, now uh, everything that you say and do is recorded. Like, mm -hmm. we are putting our voices into a file on the Internet that's never going to go away. And right. so, like, whether we agree with these things or not a couple of months from now, because, mm -hmm. um, like, I don't, like, I can think of some things that I did a few months ago, and I'm like, what are you thinking like that right. what were you thinking in that situation why did you say that yeah um, right but you you know and the thing that i think people don't that, that's most annoying about that is that in the past i feel like you would you would have a chance as you were saying but for redemption like you'd have a chance mm -hmm. to explain yourself mm -hmm. whereas like now people are very much just like oh you've said this it's there it's what you always think forever and that's absolutely not the case because you as you were saying, like something that we said last week, maybe or what we're saying in this episode now, maybe like when I edit this, I'd be like, oh, that maybe not was what I intended, but whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, so you should have the chance, I think, to explain yourself. Um, just like if you were like people have been, you know, called out for tweeting these things like 10 years ago. And it's like, well, yes, we all say stupid things as teenagers. You need to like take that into consideration. But I think society doesn't. And yeah. I... 
and I, it, I find it interesting that the person, I forget if it was the first or second article, but the person who was talking about like, do you have to, you're, some people feel like they're the person who can't even say good morning in the office and stuff like mm-hmm. that anymore. Yeah. And I do think that there is a trend for people to go, to take things, well, I guess to like take things too seriously or to, like the instant someone is offended, it's basically like the end of your social yes. life in any situation. Right. Because then that word spreads and they're like, oh, this person is terrible. And then you're screwed and you can't redeem yourself because people won't even hear you out. There's a scary power to how much we believe when someone says you should feel a certain way at this point right now. Yeah. Like when someone says something that sounds like this to you, this is how you should feel. And it, when we hear that, like, I don't know. I you feel do like, it. Like that's you, advertising. That's... I feel like our brains are super malleable and it's scary. And I've been feeling it more and more recently, just mm-hmm. like with how we each have to choose a team and how there's yeah. just two choices and everything. And it's just, I don't know. I'm, it's scary. This <laughs> led into more than just yeah. Michael Scott. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. Um, I also, uh, what was the other thing the article said? Um, does he, oh, we already talked about it. If he got, gets punished for his actions. Yeah. Um, which like, how much do you want him punished? Yeah. What is, right. what is like, enough? What's enough to, to satisfy you? And get, at what point does it make you a bad person to want to see another person suffer? No I matter guess, what they're doing. It's not, it's not that I don't, I, I don't feel like Michael's not punished enough in the, in the office. I agree with you that his lifestyle is, you know, he's clearly, you know, suffering, as a, yeah. as a person in the office, I feel like he just, and I know that he eventually does change, but it takes a very long time for him yeah. to learn. Yeah. And I don't feel like, you know, in like a realistic situation, it wouldn't take somebody that long to learn that they're continually offending people like over and over and over again, and just being right. so oblivious that they're not even realizing it for right. years. That, right. that just seems on Maybe. But like if, if it's not a you know Asperger's kind of situation, like it wouldn't take somebody who is as genuinely like caring and loving as Michael Scott is supposed to be, it wouldn't take somebody that long to realize that they're offending people so much and so frequently. Right. There are yep. definitely people in my life who <laughs> uh, are just like terrible forces to the people around them. Um, <laughs> like just they they really are like so selfish that they don't really put themselves in other people's shoes whatsoever and so yeah. like they don't that doesn't factor into their equation of how to um how like how they should change because they don't think they should change because they're perfect right. <laughs> and so like i don't think that that's a good way to be i don't think that's an okay way to be um and i don't think that we're supposed to think that michael scott is like an okay way to be right but i can at least buy into like and the fact that like other than just real life like it is a character on a show who like is like his role in the show is to be that person right absolutely yeah yeah this conversation is kind of reminding me of this a book that I read on audiobook. It's called. Um... You read an audiobook? Yep, I, I read the audiobook. I read the transcript. <laughs> he almost got away with it. <laughs> <from Madison Potter>. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called uh, So You've Been Publicly Shamed by. I was going to uh... bring that book up when we were talking about. Uh... Oh, yeah? 
I've yeah. never read it. I don't know if it's good or not, but I saw yeah. it in the library and that's why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> it's pretty good. It like it describes a couple of um ex uh, examples of people being uh publicly shamed uh on social media. Mm -hmm. There was uh if I remember correctly, the majority of the book concerns an author named Jonah Lehrer who uh who was like a popular science writer and he fabricated quotes from uh from Bob Dylan and then he was just brutally like done can't redeem him done right. he, <laughs> like wait he was a science writer you said yeah and then he like used bob dylan lyrics to like in his book or whatever uh yeah <laughs> he writing about self <laughs> yeah yeah but he, he, you could arts and science are related hon he wasn't misquoting like actual scientific facts he was just misquoting song lyrics he wasn't even misquoting them. He like oh, made, up, them up. made up sto stories and oh. things that Bob Dylan allegedly said, but never had said. <laughs> oh, and, uh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And he also discusses this um, young woman who, uh, so she was taking a, a plane to Africa. It's, oh. I think South, South Africa. And she said like, she, this really, this tweet that was meant to be ironic, but it was it came off as very racist. Mm -hmm. So when she she got on the plane, uh, before she got on the plane, she uh, uh, put out the tweet, and by the time she landed, she was like a a worldwide villain. Yeah. Like, what was the hashtag for that? It was like something landing, waiting for someone to land or something. Uh, the woman's name was Justine Sacco, S A C C O. Yeah. Uh, I think it was waiting for Justine to land or something. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! Just like it exploded across the world, and like this is a perfect example of the way that, like, the force of our society to, mm -hmm. um, like, uh, take somebody and just like has Justine landed yet? Yeah. Angry, <laughs> yeah. Has Justine landed yet? That like, an angry egg. mob them out of their entire lives. Like, this right. woman was an executive at a company, and she lost that job on this flight to Africa, she lost her job, like uh -huh. her family, like uh -huh. all found out about it. Like all of these people are tweeting things like- I'm sure people were releasing her address. Yep. Yeah. That's what people tend to do. Um, <laughs> people like, it was like a, it was like a show, like has Justine landed yet means like, you know, that hashtag itself says that like, I'm here to watch this movie. I'm here to watch this mm -hmm. woman's life crumble. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, this is exactly like that Black Mirror, um, oh. that one episode of Black Mirror that touches upon like the the quickness of which people are are ready to judge others and basically publicly execute them um yeah. and then it kind of comes to bite you in the ass maybe but <laughs> it um yeah all those what was i gonna say oh the that's the entire thing of like people you, you guys said something about like other people's uh, putting yourself in other other people's shoes, mm -hmm. and that's something that's completely like, not is no basically no longer a thing. Like people, yeah. you know, yeah. as you were saying, Bethany, like it's one side or the other; it doesn't matter. Like you have to choose a side. You can't put yourself in other people's shoes because yeah. then you're just like consorting with the enemy, yeah. and and that's just as bad as being the enemy. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Sorry. We, we looked up her exact tweet and what she said was, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding, I'm white. Oh, Ooh. that's off color. Yikes. It's yeah. yeah. And she was like, she was like drunk when she wrote it. And like, um, I mean, like clearly you can't really have a great view of like 
what she felt about it mm-hmm. without the impact that her that everyone else had had right. on her because like it all happened before she um got off the plane but like i don't think that she thought it on the plane at all like she thought everything was going to be fine when she got off i don't Probably, know if she yeah. said that she wanted to delete it while she yeah. was on the plane and couldn't right. because she didn't have internet well i'm sure that she didn't think about it again after she tweeted it you right. know she just yeah. typed she it thought it was funny the plane. and pressed send. well if she'd stopped 15 characters before yeah. she would right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even so that is a terrible terrible tweet and yeah. that is a oh, yeah. awful mindset and like i i'm sure that she has other awful thoughts like other off-color jokes that she wants to make but I still don't think that she is an evil human being that has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Or um, or a, a, a chance to change. Right. <laughs> like, or, or the ability right. to change or feel regret. Or... Yeah. Right. Like, well, maybe this is what she needed to change, but then no one is ever going to want to hear her side again because she's she's evil now. Right. If I remember from the book correctly, she um, it was meant to be ironic, I don't know if I believe mm-hmm. that or not. It might yeah. be true, yes. but like I, I believe Four the takes. her her chapter in the book ended with uh, her volunteering in Ghana, helping mm-hmm. women in Ghana. Maybe she wouldn't have done that. And yeah. people yeah. will just call her white savior. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there's not much you can do to redeem yourself. There's yeah. not much she can do. There's no. always going to be. You know, there's there's always going to be a new buzzword that comes out to describe her. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> so that uh, went into you know, you know, a lot deeper of a discussion. Is someone going to think office? of a nice segue into the office? Speaking of white savior, that brings us back to Jan's boobs. Jan's Michael, white boob. Jamaica. So this episode is. Depending on your source, either episode season three, episode twelve. Oh, I didn't look or it up again. Season three, episode eleven. Um, what Netflix, is your source that's telling you it's episode twelve? Wait, so on Netflix, it is episode eleven, but apparently the last episode, which was forty-two minutes, was a two-part. Oh, episode. it was oh. aired over two days. Okay. Yeah. Why are you looking it up? The so, writer. Yeah. Oh. So this episode then we'll call season three, episode twelve, called "Back from Vacation," and it originally aired. On January fourth, two thousand seven, we have. We're not very far off from what it is. Fall- no, not at all. We've fallen into a new year in the past office. We, we said have. that, like, we said that they, that the office sometimes does like the low hanging fruit jokes. I wonder if there's a pattern for who the writer is on those jokes. <laughs> oh, I mean, could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I who- think that uh, this episode oh, that was- has like. A really great cold open in it. <laughs> I think that it's. I don't yes. know. I found, oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, one, of the, one of like the. Like it starts ones. off as like a gym prank on Dwight, and then just goes someplace completely <laughs> else when Andy <laughs> chimes in at the end, and it's just. When Andy does the chainsaw noise, <laughs> it kind of sounds like to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. What it is. The words of the do. This cold open is is yeah. what made me like um, Karen. Karen, yeah. yeah. 
That's like my favorite line in the whole episode is, what is that on your stomach, Dwight? Is that a Muppet Baby's tattoo? (laughs) That is the perfect obscure reference. I was very pleased with that. That is my Dundee. My Dundee was to Karen. Yeah. (laughs) It actually, like, they dared to give Karen a personality for once. Look at that. Yeah, and the camera didn't pan to Pam. And the camera didn't pan to Pam. (laughs) I'm getting really good at saying pan to Pam. (laughs) Because I've been trying to do it all day. I, I I was, like, shocked when the camera didn't pan to Pam whenever um, Karen like obviously walked across the room to sit at another chair yeah. like far away from Jim it didn't they didn't even she didn't even look at the camera yeah maybe surprising. she didn't realize it happened I guess not but yeah. you'd think she's always watching Jim <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is how it makes it seem in other episodes yeah for sure uh, but I, I do I love the way that Andy just like way overshoots what is happening <laughs> with their exchange there in the cold open. And he's like, I am now chopping off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like everyone staring at him. And but like, like, and everybody gets mad at Andy or not mad, but just like, oh, that was so unrealistic. But like Phyllis's <laughs> was just as unrealistic. And so was Jim. I don't think that it was about it being unrealistic. It was just that <laughs> everybody else was like mocking Dwight and like you know oh, yeah, making, that's true. <laughs> making it seem like things were weird with Dwight and that Andy just comes in with himself like murdering somebody. <laughs> that's a very Andy line. <laughs> like just like all attention on Andy. Right. That makes it a lot funnier. Like... <laughs> yeah. So you like can you uh extrapolate Andy's relationship to Phyllis from like Phyllis being the victim. <laughs> he clearly is not enjoying sitting next to her. Oh no, he's not even sitting next to her yet, is he? See, I feel like the fact That's that it was later. Phyllis was just like probably the first person he looked to. He just yeah. wanted the attention off of Dwight and on himself because of like that little yeah. rivalry that's going yeah. on between the two of them. I was going to go into some sort of theory about how it was maybe like her funeral smelling perfume that was like yeah. really getting him down. But, <laughs> but he doesn't sit next to her yet, right? Isn't Karen still yeah. sitting there? Karen still. Where does Andy yeah. sit? Where does Andy sit? Yeah. Sitting... I thought Andy sat like next to the conference room. Um, no. That's... No, Ryan and Karen are on the two ends there currently. Yeah, so he I must be. They have Andy. Is he sitting across from uh, Meredith or something? I'm thinking he might yeah be over next to Creed and Meredith somewhere back in there. Across from Meredith is the only empty spot, right? Because that's where Ryan was whenever yeah. she said, "Don't right. fall." Yeah. And I think okay, after- no, I'm go- I'm sorry. I'm skipping episodes because when I fall asleep at night, I'm on Michael yeah. Scott Paper Company, <laughs> yeah. and then I have to go back and watch it for the podcast. So never mind. That's not. Well, I think here. that is where Ryan's <laughs> sitting when he holds up the gym bag and the. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that's for true. Sure. Yeah. But I guess Hannah was most recently sitting there, who is finally gone. It's gone. gone. Yay. It was such like a subtle thing, like, oh, Hannah quit. Right. Yeah, like we were trying to figure out last week because we were like, oh, Hannah's here. When does she leave? And we couldn't yeah. figure it out. Well, we have to because like they don't even. No I wonder to how do many. I wonder how many episodes she's in because if you've reached a certain episode episode quota, you have to be paid as a full member of the oh. show. Uh, yeah, I think it's if you are in six or more. Like yeah, once so... you hit the sixth one you're no longer just yeah, so you become recurring at that point right. or something so i would yeah. guess that they kicked her out before she could become recurring <laughs> yeah um get out what of was the Nobody reason likes that you. pam said that she left she went to like file some complaints yeah i didn't about, being a, I didn't, about being a single mother or working mother yeah or that's what it was yeah. yeah i didn't quite catch what it was yeah. But I didn't like her, so I didn't go back and re-listen right. to it. No, I didn't care for her either. I was like, oh, good, she's finally gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Hannah. What a mess. We have Michael, who's just returned back from vacation. With his Padawan hair. Oh, my God, yes. So, Michael, yeah, so Michael's hair. Those (laughs) Those are only two of those colors are actually on the Jamaican flag, right? Isn't it just yellow and green and black, though? But he has red, yellow, green in his hair. I don't think that it was supposed to be necessarily the Jamaican flag. Oh, see, I thought thought it was like a Rastafarian thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense, I guess. Rastafarian. But um, I think that it was very funny that he gets back and like finds out he has to do inventory. He had purposely planned his vacation to not have to be there to do inventory. But I'm like, wouldn't he have known as the manager that he would have to be there to do inventory? They couldn't do without him. Why would the secretary know before him? I know. Like he should have he's been working there as the manager for years. He should have known that he would have to be present for them to do inventory. (laughs) You guys do inventory, I'll sign the paper when I get back. Well, then, like, they have this whole luau party, like, themed party for inventory. But is anyone even doing inventory still? (laughs) They're all staring at that picture of Jan. I think that's sort of why they recorded a lot of the episode in the warehouse to, like, give the indication that people are down there counting things. But it certainly doesn't seem like that's actually happening. Also, doing inventory is, like, my worst nightmare. I always, so really liked, oh, I always really I liked, liked doing it. inventory. Yeah, me yeah. too. I when I worked it. at Cash and Culture, Tim used to let me come in like all day when it was closed, and I would just listen to music and count. It was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. I didn't mind it when I worked at like a small store in the mall, like Christopher and Banks, yeah. because it was it was easy then. But doing it in like Kohl's was a nightmare. I hated it. Oh, so I don't remember much. doing. Oh, I don't man, remember, I don't doing, remember it doing it at Kohl's. Yeah. If I oh, could, you like... didn't have to do it? Well, the only time I did inventory at Kohl's, I think, was when I was living in Bloomington. Yeah, because um, I've never had to do it. In it's, it was, it's an overnight shift that does it. Oh, okay. um, so yeah. maybe, like, I didn't work overnights in New York at all. I only did them in Indiana. I worked overnights whenever we had to, like, change prices to things. But, like, oh, and you didn't have to do inventory? Uh-uh. I did. It sucked. Oh. <laughs> I feel like if I could just, like scan the item i could kind of make it work but like if i have to like write down on a notepad like every different thing like that's the worst see we at least had like checklist like we could check off how many well no i guess we'd have to write the number but it was given to us like we were just arbitrarily counting stuff yeah hello can you oh what yeah oh you guys just completely dropped off for a minute yeah oh i thought subi was on call Oh no! no. <laughs> I thought he was answering his phone. No, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I always, yeah, I always really enjoyed inventory. Uh, but, yeah, I do. But the point uh, is that no one's doing it. At, at yeah, the point is that it's not so. getting done at Dunder Mifflin. Oh my god! Uh, and yeah, the poster of Jan with the photo, or the photo of Jan with Michael, like giving the thumbs up over it. Oh, okay. Now, <clears throat> do yes. we think? Michael, like when he calls everyone in the conference room just to show them a picture of him standing next to a sign that said whatever it said, mm-hmm. did he pick that picture because Jam was in the background? Or I literally couldn't tell it was her. I still can't. I couldn't. I'm like, which <laughs> it one is so it? so fuzzy. Yeah. And I she's like almost turned completely around. I yeah. just, I don't know. I Part of me thinks it was just an honest mistake, like a stupid thing Michael did. Yeah. But part of me is like maybe he knew she was there and he just. Knew he couldn't yeah. tell anybody, but wanted them to know. So he was hoping someone would figure it out. Yeah, he's kind <laughs> of shady about it. Yeah. 
we do know that he's good at subliminal messaging when yeah. he puts that, <laughs> that slideshow together and just like keeps yeah. putting like <laughs> sexy imagery to turn that lady on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, just, I think he knew that Jam would be super mad at him if he told anybody, mm-hmm. but it's also Michael, so he wants people to yeah. know, you know? Yeah. Right. I like how his. I don't want to have said that, but I think it's important that you know. <laughs> I like, I think it's, of course, the, the thing that's most annoying is that he was going to send it to Packer, who, of course, would have oh. then sent it to any, everyone anyway. Yeah. Right. So, like, the end, pro- <laughs> the end result was going to be the same, regardless exactly. of yeah, what same, happened. Yeah. But, um... I hate Packer so much. <laughs> that, there is a hateable villain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, exactly, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's still like foiled against. Like he's still yes, like, he even like <laughs> I mean like his role is kind of like there are even worse than Michael. So like even yeah. Michael is like that's too far, man. Right. Yep. Ah, oh, Packer. What a mess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm glad he's not in the show more than he is. And how strange. Hey, the- <laughs> yeah. I know. I hate him too. But like there are times when he comes in and it's just funny. Yeah, What's up, my like- nerds? <laughs> Um, and when he has the tinsel hanging from his pants, oh my so, god, it's yeah. terrible. It's but because I laugh. it's so pathetic. It's like he's so, just so it's pathetic. It's so gross. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Packer would be the guy who was driving that pickup truck that I sent you guys. That yes, yeah. yeah, for sure, <laughs> he would. No, he he would. Yeah, did it say well hung on it? <laughs> it definitely. Said I, could, he, I could Photoshop the license plate. So it definitely, well definitely said Magnum on the back of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Everything Hong. about it was terrible. <laughs> Who the hell uh, is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. I think. I, how strange is it that um, Kevin takes home the poster at the end? Oh, yeah. Very normal. awkward. Like I don't. I, clearly, I mean, like no. Do you like, mean strange as an out of character or no, strange no, no, as no. in like what? like creepy <laughs> thinking about what he's going to be using Jan's side boob at, like for? I don't have a lot of art. Michael's going to be in the peripheral of every time he looks at Jan's <laughs> side boob. No, no. Michael's there too. But I can see him. It. I could see. Yeah, as I say, if he folds it, or I could see him like just cutting out Jan, and yeah. then oh, oh. for his masturbatory aid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that definitely didn't like surprise me. It wasn't out of character well, no. for Kevin to do something it's like that, gross. but oh, it's so awkward. And when did they get that sad poster? Like it's it had to be like a rush and order. Really quickly. Yeah, yeah really yeah. quickly. Yeah. One of those things you would have to have like special order. Right. Right. Like, Maybe like one of the companies the only one in the connections to get things in the Dunder Mifflin is a paper. They rossed it. But they don't print stuff, they just sell paper. The paper community is very small. So it's a small <laughs> you, know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But even, I, I enjoy also that the email was so widespread that it was even like outside of the office. Because like, didn't Toby get it from his ex-wife? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Oh my goodness. There's just no way. I don't know. Would people send it? Like, when he's like, Did you get it? Oh, wait, I just got it from someone else. Like, right. it, was, it was just, I mean, he must have sent it to the people who made that picture of Jan because they are just speedy. Yeah. yeah. He must have just looked at it and Quick then just forwarded around. it to everyone he knew. Yeah. <laughs> immediately afterwards. Oh, man. 
Speaking of people who do things well in this episode, yeah. I was actually proud of Jan or of of Pam in this episode. Like, I feel like she handled the situation between Jim and Karen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, she know? did. Well, she handled it well with Jim, and then broke down completely afterwards. Well, I'm proud of Dwight. That's who I'm. Oh, proud. I, know, yeah. I love it. Pam was like the most adorable thing uh, in the oh, world. It was so cute. I said "aw" out loud. It was just <laughs> yeah, me too. his little face, and he like starts to cry. I know. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I like his initial reaction, where it's just like, "Who did this to you? Where is he?" <laughs> and I like when she's like, "You don't have to say." It. He's like, "I know." Like, just Aww. like very firm. He's just very. Uh, he's sweet. He's yeah. very sweet. Mm-hmm. Even and if he, he loves ha- Pam. Even after he says that, she must be PMSing pretty bad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> PMSing. <laughs> but I, I thought that yeah, it did. was mature of Pam to like. Oh yeah. Tell yeah. like no, you need to just let her move into that house that's well, you're acting stupid and you then know? jim because does he it well because pam says so right he has to stay on our good side Listen also for pa- advice. jim like seriously what a douchebag thing to do yeah yeah and like she moved from connecticut right just for him yeah you didn't so think that on. was a big deal right like the, you can move to connecticut for me but whoa we're not there yet don't move two blocks from me or whatever well, i mean <laughs> if there was ever you know if you ever needed a sign that he was clearly just rebounding with her, I think right. that's it. Well, and I feel like when uh, Karen moves from Connecticut, Jim yeah. is able to convince yeah. himself that she's doing it to keep her job, not because she wants it for him for any reason, you know, like she's doing it for herself, not for him. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, but they do start dating immediately. Well, that's yeah. also true. <laughs> Yeah. And and she do- and he does say to her like Scranton's not so bad and that's like kind of what convinces yeah. her to go. <laughs> right. Oh, After God. he talks to Pam. Yeah. Pam. <laughs> to Pam. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. This episode I feel like a lot didn't happen. I don't know. It ended really quickly to me. I was like, "Oh, I guess I don't know. Nothing really happened too well, much." Yeah. Um, Michael and Jan formalized their relationship. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just the start of the oh. Michael and Jan. <laughs> Michael's facial expressions are hilarious yes. in this episode. Yeah. I like laughed out loud three different times yeah. at his facial expression to the camera. Whenever she says that like I'm attracted to you, yeah. his face is so funny. <laughs> and like he's trying to keep it cool because mm-hmm. like he knows that she's being real serious. Right. But like he just wants to like show off now mm-hmm. i know he wants to bring date mike out yeah <laughs> no i love when he's just like and i to you in addition feel no. the same feelings as you are as well <laughs> and she's just like oh my god i love to like another classic example of michael taking a step too far when like she's leaving and he's like you complete me and, oh. she, and she's just like shaking her head a little bit like she's i'm not like, doing oh the right what thing what if i just done? yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Do we? You guys get the impression that Jan saw the, that he had sent that photo out because I feel like she would have been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, upset. I don't. I don't think she saw it. <laughs> do I, you think that's why she finalized it? Because like she, I don't know. Because now they're in a relationship and they have to disclose it to HR. Like before, oh. it would be wrong, right, for them to have gone on a trip together. But if they're together and they're about to disclose it, is it wrong? I don't know. I mean, I guess it. I guess it could be like her reaction to the photo. If she, gray area. if I she, don't know, like, I think she would have been pissed though. Yeah, <laughs> like if she saw the photo. No, the, yeah, she must not have seen it because 
I would I was gonna say like maybe she saw the photo and then talked to her therapist who was like, well, try it out. But I think that her initial reaction if she saw the photo would just be to call Michael immediately. Well, and, and that's what him. she did. She does call him earlier in the afternoon and he dodges her calls several oh, that's times right. before she comes. <laughs> I hit it so I'm thinking maybe she saw it and got super angry, but then she had that two hour drive, you know, to Stanford or to Scranton to kind of like think about it. And she thinks yeah. about like what her therapist would have told her. And by the time she gets there, she's just like, all right, we're, yeah. we're just going to try well, this. She could have <laughs> been talking... I say she okay. could have been talking to her therapist on the drive. To or be that like, too, yeah. 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 I think he wants to uh, engage, indulge her self-destructive, self-destructive tendencies. And yeah. she's like, this yeah. is the way to do Is that something a therapist would actually recommend to somebody ever? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, indulge all of your self-destructive tendencies. Tell your alcoholic just to keep drinking. I imagine that he's just like sick of her coming in and talking to him. Oh, Maybe man. this will get rid of her. <laughs> um, the thing that convinced me that she did see it is when he comes into the office and she says, like, why am I here, Michael? Like, clearly something had happened and she came here to address that. That's true. Um, yeah. 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 But that could have just been because we went on a trip, I guess. Right. right. I just feel like it was it makes more sense for it to be like, yeah. I'm here because you sent my picture to everyone. Right. right. It's, it's sort of ambiguous. And it's never brought mm -hmm. up again as far as I remember. So. No. Uh-uh. So. Maybe she has, yeah. I'm leaning more towards she probably saw it and then just had enough time yeah, to, to cool off, to cool yeah. down and think about it before actually getting to talk to Michael. Yeah, that's yeah, that's possible. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Jan. Yeah, I, and I do feel bad for Jan because, like, as she said, she's trying to, like, go with her destructive tendencies, self-destructive tendencies or whatever. But it's, like, it's clear that Jan, as with Michael, is also a very unhappy person. And so, like, yeah. they're trying to make it work just because they're both unhappy people who are, you know, looking for love. Right. Um, and then, like, she's clearly, like, a better person when she's, like, stable after all of this. Right, Jan relationship, but I do love seeing her like extremely jealous and then dancing to Hunter's song or whatever. Dinner party's the best. Oh, so good. oh man, <laughs> Boy, I might have to sit up. <laughs> I love it so much. And I... I, the thing I hate is like Mike, the, the follow up with Michael's trying to be in her daughter's life, in Astrid's life. Assy. <laughs> yeah, assy. <laughs> like, that's yeah. real awkward, but. Yeah. But yeah. It's pretty much the episode. Yeah. Flew through that. Um, pretty much. There's only an A and a B plot. There's nothing else. Yeah. What's Dwight doing without Pam? He's just trying um, to do like handle the photo situation, right? Yeah, yeah Michael had him on photo situation duty. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. he was supposed to do now that it all got emailed out. Right. He was like right. tearing pictures down from the bathroom and yeah. like, <laughs> and that that in itself is just gross. Like, I, why? Yeah. Printed out in the bathroom. I mean, I know why. I think it's like, less. Why? It's definitely less of like this is a naked girl. It's more <laughs> to like get to Michael. I think like just to harass Michael about it. Yeah, yeah. maybe. And Jan to harass Jan. Yeah, because they it. hate Jan. Like right. it's... So, 
So. <laughs> That's the episode. Did you guys watch anything yep. good recently? Yeah. Um, no. Do you guys have any other quotes from this episode? No, we said all of mine. Just the Muppet oh, Babies. I had mine. Didn't I? Did I write a quote down? Mm-hmm. Justin is looking if he wrote a quote down. I did not. No. Yeah, I think I said uh, all mine. I feel like we said uh, mine in, earlier in the podcast. Could be. Yeah, all right, so good. do we have any trivia? <laughs> um, I only have two questions. Ooh, that's not a lot. I no, usually have like okay. four. Yeah, that's true. All right, and they're pretty easy. So here we go. <laughs> Except for the last one. <laughs> so okay. Half, half of my questions are very easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is the name of the file? Is it Jamaican Jan Sun Princess? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I didn't even know what file you were referring to. Oh, the pic- I should have said the picture. Um, <laughs> file? What file? <laughs> and my last what is- did the artist name this work of art? <laughs> <laughs> what movie is Michael referencing when he says you complete me? Oh, it's from a film. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, is it a John Hughes movie? No. Oh, oh is it a Jerry Maguire? Yes. <laughs> I've never good. seen that movie, yeah. but I just know it from all the references. It's like, the, it is like the, the, the line of Jerry Maguire. Oh. Not show me the money? No. Wait, is, is Jerry Don't Maguire the one where he's like sliding across the floor in his underpants too? That's risky business. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But it is with Tom Cruise. Okay. okay. He's like a sports agent. For Cuba Gooding Jr. That like uh, really not cute child is in it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot that kid was Jonathan in it. Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> he was just he was just on a rap. The child of the late nineties. He was just oh my gosh, he was just on one of those like that those rap battle shows with the girl who played oh, Topanga on uh <laughs> World. So oh my random. gosh, you guys, the raps the were so thing. funny. It, they were so they were such burns. Like, they were so good. She won because hers were so um, good. I feel like I want to watch it over again. Oh, man. It was just... There's, we're not shout-outs yet, Bethany. There's something about that show that just, like, I don't know. It's so They're so good. Yeah. There's, there's something about a solid rhyme that really... <laughs> something about a good diss track that really yeah. lights you on fire. <laughs> it was lit, as the kids say. The kids do say that. <laughs> oh man. That's all the trivia I have. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else have trivia? Uh what was the name of Jan's psychiatrist? Dr. Perry. Jeez. It's actually Dr. Pepper. What? Shut up. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely okay. not. I just I hate when Jamie just gets it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He just writes down everything. Yeah, so I hate when Jamie looks at his detailed thing. notes and just gets this is my, it. Actually, yeah. These are the least amount of notes I've taken, actually. His, his notes vary from, break. like, really unnoticeable things to very noticeable things. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he'll start from the carpet and work his way up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Any other ones? Just... Uh, no, that was it. Oh, okay. that sucks. <laughs> I had to, we had to eat our food that we got on the way home so that we can make it to recording time. That's fine. Uh, uh, I have one. Go ahead, Sue. What was the sign next to Kevin's Oh my desk? god, this was the best. It was don't... Oh, Jamie knows. It was don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I've never noticed that before. Yeah. I, it looked handwritten. It did. I yeah. didn't oh. even see it. Like it was, was a, it, it like it was like a, a warning. Reminder? Yeah, I think it was a reminder to himself. <laughs> oh my god! 
right. Did you just have the one? Yeah. Are you sure? I am rocking this trivia. I know. Oh, you sure, you sure are. are. Until well, Madison asks her question. <laughs> well, I, I have a yeah. few. A few are Ooh, easy. Okay. And then I have one, Jamie, that is specifically for you. Hold on. I know which one it is. <laughs> color are all the pens. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to do the easy ones that are for everybody first. Okay. What color beads are in Michael's hair? Okay, so red. <laughs> red, yellow, green. Yeah. A, almost yeah, shut positive. Up, Jamie. Orange. Eat it. It did look red, orange yellow. Green. Yeah. We looked at it in several oh. scenes, and I'm pretty sure it's red, orange, green. It depends is on it what like your a TV mustard like. color? It it's kind of like, like a, a yellowy orange. Yeah. Like it can kind of go either way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what? Um, how much less was Stanley's bonus than he was expecting it to be? One hundred dollars. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, what was sitting on top of Michael's world's best boss coffee cup? A coconut. Oh my god, yes. Okay. <laughs> you know what, Jamie? This one's for you. Is it, wait, can I guess can I guess one, the answer? As opposed to which other one? <laughs> can I guess the answer? You want to guess the answer? Is there a mercy the rule question? in trivia? Yeah. The okay. answer I'm gonna guess is Urkel grew. No. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Although I did think about asking that as a question. No. While English is the official language in Jamaica, what is the primarily spoken language? Creole. But what specific? What is it called? Is it not Creole? Is it not Jamaican? Is it not Jamaican Creole? No. Creole English. It is Jamaican patois. Oh, patois. Or oh. an English-based Creole. Fun trivia. Um, a guy in my tap class when I was doing the um, absolutely beginner was from Jamaica and spoke uh, patois. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is, so if aren't Creoles like their languages that are like yeah, in between not, like, two languages? languages right? Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so how the Creole formation process works (laughs) is basically, so when two languages, I'm interested, so when two or more languages are in contact and people are trying to create a language that's common, so Creoles are typically sort of, so an English Creole would be like largely English vocabulary, but the basis of it, so the grammar and the general structure would be more akin to whatever the language of the other population would be. So a lot of time it's sort of like African languages that have the, that bring the syntax and the morphology. And then the dot, the, um, what do they call them? The other language like English or French based Creoles, like the, that brings the vocabulary. Um, and so like when that is first created, people call that a pigeon. And so when people start learning that pigeon, so that language created to be able to communicate when people start learning that as their first language, then it kind of becomes what people call a Creole. So um, the Jamaican Patois is a Creole of English and what else? Oh, that I don't know. I imagine the substrate languages are probably some, um, they must be African language to, to an extent, but I don't know which uh- ones. The website I got my information from did not say. It just said it was an English-based Creole called mm-hmm. Jamaican Patois. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of times we don't know. Usually it's different sort of Bantu languages. It depends on where the enslaved peoples were brought from. So whatever area of Africa that that is, then that would right. be you know whatever languages they spoke there. But there are like hundreds of like even just Bantu languages, which is crazy. But all right, yeah. I'm not sure how to segue out of that one. 
Uh, <laughs> who's got some who's dummies? Got more trivia? <laughs> Jamie, um, do you have any trivia? Well, I gave away my Urkel group, so I thought that was going to be the question. <laughs> um, oh, oh, uh, one thing about Urkel group. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Steve Carell, he was in the Despicable Me movies, oh. and his character's name in those movies was Gru. Oh. So, is it a combination of Steve Urkel and his and name is Steve, as in Steve, Steve Urkel. Urkel. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, when did Despicable Me come out in relation to this office? The same episode? day! <laughs> <laughs> did it? No, Despicable Me no. hasn't been around since 2007, has it? Jamie, gullible's not in the dictionary. <laughs> no, I just don't know. I've never seen the film. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> There are also like three Despicable Me films, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, there's three. Is Despicable Me where the minions come from? Do you count the minions yeah. as another as one of the movies? Despicable Me didn't come out until 2010. Oh, so oh, wow. three years the first later. One? Yeah. Did Steve Urkel ever build a time machine? Um, yes, he did. I don't know, I but he, he definitely. Wait, no, he didn't build a time machine. He built a machine to make him cool. It what happened? Well, like it must just be a coincidence that he says Urkel grew because oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he's probably just trying to find something that sounds vaguely German to him. <laughs> yeah. Even though Urkel grew doesn't at all, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so it should be Dunkel grew. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, dark dark grew. Whatever it is. Um, Dunkel grew. Um, it could be Dunkel grau, and then it would be dark gray. But <laughs> there it is. That's it. That's what he tried to say. Maybe. <laughs> so I do have a trivia question. Where was Karen staying before Jim apparently invited her to live nearby? A motel. Yeah, but like, what was it called? Yeah, what was it called? And oh, what, 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 days in? The day, days the in. Days in. The days and what room? room? 158. No. It has an eight and it has a two. 28. <laughs> it, ha- it has a 28. <laughs> One 28. 228. 228. I think that's all my... That oh, uh, so when Jim, during the cold open, when they're doing the whole, you know, bit with the recorder, behind Jim, we see the numbers and what people need to uh, need to make or whatever. What are the two names of the two employees on the top of the list? Creed and Meredith. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just the first names that come to my head. <laughs> Presumably the top seller. <laughs> yeah, Dwight. Jim. Dwight. Dwight and, and Jim. Uh, Karen. Karen. No. Dwight and oh, someone who often wears whorish colors. Oh, Angela? Stanley. <laughs> Phyllis. Phyllis. Phyllis, yeah. Stanley. Uh, that dark gray. Yeah. That <laughs> dunkle growl. Dunkle growl. Um, yeah, that's all I have, I think. So there we go. How about we rate this episode then? Do you have a Dundee to hand out first? No, I thought we did it the other way around. Sure. No. I'll do my Dundee first. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been doing this podcast for a year. I can't remember <laughs> the order of things. Okay. I'm giving my Dundee to Dwight for being a best Aww. friend and comforting Pam. Yeah. I'll give I'm my gonna... Dundee to Jan because, man, does she need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure a Dundee would make her feel very much. <laughs> so, she doesn't she know what's ahead of her. No, yeah, yeah, she does. Oh, but she's, like, lovingly trying to glue it back together. Later. That is true. Oh, that is cute. <laughs> Um, I don't know if anything Jan does is lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> she felt bad. 
She did. I'm going to give my Dundee to Urkel Grew. Uh, <laughs> Urkel Grew deserves it. Uncle Growl. For being accused of spending a romantic week with Michael when she didn't even. Right. She didn't even. <laughs> She's watching somewhere. Mm-hmm. That was not me. <laughs> totally fair. Maybe it wasn't Jan. It was some German woman named Urkel Grew. It was probably Because her... we can't tell if it was Jan. It was probably Jan her never... doppelganger. Exactly. And if Jan had got the picture, she'd be like, well, that wasn't me. I wasn't there. So pass it on. That sucks that Michael had this photo distributed. It wasn't her. It was Urkel Grew. <laughs> right. It was Urkel Grew. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a Dundee to, uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, give this two is to tough. Urkel Grew. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tempted to give it to Urkel Grew. Um, I'm going to give the what the hell are you thinking, Dundee, to Dr. Perry for giving such terrible, terrible advice. <laughs> I, I think, like, I think, like, he was, like, it was at night or something, or, like, he was with, at his daughter's birthday party, and, yeah. like, Jan kept calling him. <laughs> just, like, okay, just do whatever just you do want. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> just indulge them. I don't... Uh, yeah. Let me go back to my ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Uh my my Dundee is the best bit Dundee to Karen for having the best bit at the beginning. Nice. Well deserved, Karen. Well mm-hmm. deserved. Probably the only Dundee she'll get. <laughs> Probably. All right. Do you guys have a rating for this episode? Are I'm you rate still there? 2. Okay. 2.5 out of 5. <laughs> 2.5. Wow. What do you 2.5. Oh, I have I have 3.5 out of 5 written down. Oh, you write it down in advance. I do. Oh, yeah. I, write, I write everything down in advance. My, 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 my. Uh, <laughs> you don't change. All right, maybe no. a, three out, a three out of five. I grapple. I don't know. I feel like nothing really well, you happened can, in this you can cut it. You got to give me one number to put into this calculator. Yeah, that's what I said. I think I'm going to do a three out of five. Three out of five. Okay, three out of five what? Uh, three out of five steel drums. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Dented steel drums. (laughs) Yes. I'm going back and forth between a four and a 4.5. I think I'm going to go with a four. Four out of five fire dancers. I like this episode. I know not a whole lot happened, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. I laughed a lot. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I think I'm going to go ahead and give my my rating as a 3.75. Oh. pieces of tape tangled in phyllis's hair and yeah i agree it was a good episode it wasn't the greatest but i definitely also had there were moments of awe there were moments of laughing out loud at michael's expressions or just his actions like when he is walking up the stairs from the warehouse yeah. and he and he like turns around and to, uh, not toby but kevin waves goodbye to him that was yes. a, that was yeah, a like, good I mean, moment I, I don't like hate anything that happens in this episode you know like i i like the way Everything yeah. sort of handled. <laughs> yeah, and and Hannah quit, so that's a bonus. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Um, I'm gonna give it a three point five. Slow walks up the stairs out of five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I feel like I feel like I was feeling the episode more as I was watching it. Yeah. Than I was after it was done, but. Right. Um, and I really liked like compared to last the, episode, this one felt. Pretty good. Yeah, definitely. And, <laughs> and like the Pam and Dwight scene was awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah I'm tempted to bump mine to a four. I know. I and not, not much Jim. I think I'm gonna bump mine up to a three point five. I don't think you can do that. Can you I can't do that? Can I bump <laughs> mine? Go back. 
You, All right, I'm a 3.5 out of 5. You can't. I didn't lock it in. If you go to a 3.5, <laughs> I have to switch to a 3. Why? <laughs> because no. like then it, it has to oh, stay fine. even. Well, you don't know what Subi's score Maybe is Maybe you be should think before in you In my heart, speak. I know. <laughs> what is your rating going to be? Uh, out of 5. I, I thought it was a middle-of-the-road episode. Didn't love it, didn't hate it. Yeah. I'll give it a 3 out of 5 chainsaws. No. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I, I was it. like thinking, when was there a chainsaw? And what does that bring us to, Justin? Uh, that brings our official threat level podcast score to 3.55. Um, oh. Oh, no. Like, I know everything. I'm just linking them. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll cut to... out the silence although I probably actually won't uh, uh, 3.55 3. this is why I should go first and not uh, fourth no I don't know what to do let's see the 3.5 is... don't you dare <laughs> <laughs> when, we, um, when we record the final episode of this podcast we have to do an overall rating for the show and we'll have to yes. like, all of the units into one yeah. final rating that would be awesome yeah. and we you find out do that we ahead. don't really like the office at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so this is 3.55 pieces of steel tape stuck in the fire dancer's hair Wow. I know I'm missing somebody. With chainsaw. Pieces of, it was pieces of... Oh, you missed the Steel chainsaw. Drum. And the walk up the stairs. Chainsaw. How did I hit only three? Pieces of chainsaws stuck in the fire dancer's stairs. <laughs> Steel drums. Steel chainsaws stuck in the fire dancer's <laughs> stairs. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> That was just flawless. <laughs> I also, <laughs> and of my performance of that, I give a five out of five. <laughs> I feel well, like what you unit? might be biased. <laughs> five out of five points. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I I forgot to mention my favorite joke of the entire episode, so I'll do that right now. Is when <laughs> when uh, they're preparing the party and Phyllis says. No one sells whole pigs. And Angela just says, did you try the petting zoo? I know. That's so terrible. Oh, I love it. Phyllis's face when she said that. <laughs> and Karen's too. She's like, yeah. Oh. oh, man. Cool. So what? Oh, I guess I should do the outro thing. So if you've managed to listen through all of this so far... Then thanks for congratulations. Then, then congrats. <laughs> then you're a liar. Um, so thanks for that. And if you want to, you can hit us up on Twitter at tl underscore pcast or send us an email at threatlevelpodcast at gmail.com. We are still waiting for emails. Anyway, what does that bring us to, Madison? Threat level podcast after dark. <laughs> Sounded like you were eating the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I'm going to shout out the Poor Richards Pub app. What? There's an app. <laughs> so I follow Poor Richard's Pub on Facebook, and yeah. they just came out with an app, and of course I downloaded it, and it sucks. 
But it gives me, I'm going to shout out the cozy feeling it gives me when I look down at my phone and see Poor Richard's Pub on my phone. But it's basically just like an online ordering app. And I live nowhere near Scranton, so I can't order (laughs) and pick up my food. I'm sure if I lived in Scranton, it wouldn't suck. It'd be a great app. Wait, when are we going to Scranton is the question. I don't know. We well, Subi no longer has to do a rotation 20 minutes away from there, so we won't be going there next month that we've been uh, planning on. Okay. I mean, it's good because he doesn't have to live in a hotel for three weeks. Right. But... Oh, that is good. <laughs> or like I guess. Month. Or a month. I yeah. guess. <laughs> we'll have to hit it up for like the 50th episode or something. There yeah. you go. In a couple months. That's, yeah, that won't be too far. Is that away. coming up? We're in 40 or 38. Oh, my right gosh. Now. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Anyway. So poor Richard's pub app. I am going to shout out the fourth season of Grace and Frankie, which just came on Netflix yesterday. Nice. Um, Did you binge watch it already? I haven't had the opportunity to, no, because I worked all day long yesterday, and Subi doesn't like it, so I couldn't watch it in the evening. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you like it, Subi? Uh, because he's crazy. I'll just be bitterly muttering in the corner. Yeah, I can't watch Grace and Frankie with that kind of negativity in my in my house. I understand. <laughs> Do you like think it's not funny? That's his main problem with it. Yeah, I found it hilarious. I've never watched it. Acting is not that great. It is amazing. You don't know. <laughs> you shouldn't even it's give so it a try. Oh, You're just so wrong about this. <laughs> But the fourth season is out. I've watched the first four or five episodes so far. They upload it like Stranger Things, right? Like Yeah, 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 it's a Netflix original, so it's all on. And yes, definitely watch start watching it from the beginning because the storyline progresses through Jamie, you're about it all yet. Hmm? You watch it, right, Jamie? I've only seen whatever episodes I watched with Madison. I don't understand why you didn't continue watching it on your own, Jamie. Because I was binge watching other shows. Well stop it. (laughs) Maybe Grace and Frank. Maybe this will make you want to watch it, Jamie. A yeah. Degrassi star <gasps> is on it this season. <laughs> what? I know because Ooh. I follow all the Degrassi stars is it Paige on Michael Twitter. Chuck? It's not. We're not that lucky, but oh, okay. we still are lucky as it is Ellie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Stacy Farber is on this season. Oh man, okay. Also, the lady who plays Phoebe from Friends is in the first Stop couple that. of episodes. Pee hee. Oh. She Pee-hee. is. Stop yeah. eating feathers! No, he ate wait, it. It's not. No, it's still hanging out of his mouth. No, that's the other one. Oh! <laughs> Is it the bird or the cat that's eating? Feathers? Pretzel eats feathers. Oh. As and long as like, Pretzel's not eating the bird. Yeah. And I swear, every single time I try to like run up and grab it, he like takes his last bite of it. <laughs> Gone. Well, it so, probably like, doesn't weird. take very many bites to eat a feather. He'll eat it like super fast when he sees you coming. <laughs> Oh man! So Grace and Frankie season four. That sounds um, yeah, I'll shout out this band called uh, Sheer Mag. It's spelled S H E E R space M A G. Okay. They're like this, uh, like this kind of uh, classic rock style um, hmm. band out of I, I think like Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. When you and, say classic uh, rock, what kind of classic rock do you mean? Like like Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. like they're very heavily influenced by Led Zeppelin, but but the songs aren't very long. They're each like about three minutes, and they have really good uh, guitar riffs. And the lead singer, she she has these very distorted vocals, and it, it, like the, their guitarist is amazing. Like it's some of the best like guitar riffs I've heard in a, in a long time. 
Cool. Yes. And I'll also give a re-shout out to Community, which me and Madison are watching now. Yes, we're re-watching Community. It's such also a good, good show. It's like better than I remember. It's, um, it's on uh, Hulu. Yeah. If you guys want to watch it. Oh. Have you been noticing that Hulu's picking up all the things that Netflix is dropping? <laughs> it's very it's smart of them. Hulu originals, so they have the money to pick up all the things Netflix had to get rid of. Right. It's smart, yeah. 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 They picked up Dawson's Creek. I was so happy. And One Tree Hill. I'm like, all right. Yeah, now all they got to do is be a good video streaming wonder service. wonder if they've picked oh, up Lost God. yet. Why, why does Hulu not spend know, money and so redo bad. their website? Their interface is so terrible. Oh, Hulu <laughs> is the Bluetooth of video streaming oh, service. Oh my God. I, can't <laughs> I love it because I like the, the shows that it has. Yeah, but yeah me it too. makes me want to shoot the TV. <laughs> I definitely find myself watching Hulu way more than Netflix now. I know. Yeah, too, because yeah. of the show selection, not mm -hmm. because of... Right. Well, yeah. Netflix <laughs> yeah. has a great... Video oh, player, Netflix hopefully. interface is amazing. <laughs> but yeah. cool. Jamie, anything else, guys? Me? Um, well, I've been watching most recently the little docu series called The Royal House of Windsor on Netflix, which oh. is all about, of course, the royal family. Um, is that like the royal family, like the current royal family? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's talking mostly about like. Queen Elizabeth and her father and kind of like the succession to power and stuff. Um, so that's something I've been watching, but if you're not like a royalist in any way, then you won't care about that. But aside from that, I've not really been watching too many new things. I was, I'm always rewatching Bones, but. <laughs> just um, like always. Just always. That's my, that's my current like go to sleep show is Bones. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's not a good go to sleep show. <laughs> Are there like guns and stuff? Like a uh, lot sometimes. of very graphic, gory, dead body pictures. Well, you're usually just listening to it, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, There's a one of one of Bethany's friends goes to sleep to SVU. It's yeah. funny because like we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, it's so insane. She used to. She doesn't anymore, but she used right. to go to sleep to SVU. She's well, a reformed SVU sleeper. <laughs> I used to fall asleep to, uh, I think I talked about this in like podcast episode one or something, but I used to go to sleep to the Cowboy Bebop movie for like a, for like oh. an entire semester. <laughs> and that one. I was guessing er you lived with Madison. <laughs> Oh, I don't uh, know. I think she no. just hates Cowboy Bebop. But... I just hate <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> you, you don't have those videos anymore, do you? No. no. Mm. That's, the, that's like the biggest regret in the world is that I did not pay the subscription so I could download them. Like right awesome. now, I would pay like ten bucks to get those videos. Back. I would pay That's like a hundred dollars. I was gonna say <laughs> if oh I could God. get if I could get like everybody my Zanga back, I think I'd yeah. pay like three hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> so we will never get to watch those videos, Jamie. I know. No. We just have to. We just reference them endlessly, and he's probably like, "What?" <laughs> and I feel like they're slipping from me. So. I know. Thanks for talking about Cowboy Bebop. They were so funny. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being a yeah. friend. Mm. You don't even know German. <laughs> For listeners, Jamie and Madison made a video on some website, and no, it was funny, was... and they were referencing those videos. It really this was Jamie yeah. making them exclusively. While you made, you made a couple. I mean, well, yeah, but we weren't making the videos together. Like, each video was just made yeah. by one person, and... 
we did it while he was in France and I was in Ireland because we were too poor to go out and have fun. <laughs> I was going to so say, instead of just like being yeah. outside and looking around. We stayed in and made these little animated videos on this website. Yeah, and then and I'd be they trying. They were so hilarious. And it was always really late at night too. And so I'd be like trying not to laugh out loud at these videos I made while my fam host family was sleeping in like right. the next room. And like the, the videos starred both of us, him and me together yeah. doing yeah. Is this the lettuce fingers thing? No, no salad no. fingers. Oh, salad fingers. Oh, fingers. Oh. We did not make salad. Fingers. Oh, okay. Is this the lettuce phalanges thing? <laughs> <laughs> My tummy box feels broken. It might come as a surprise, but Subi hasn't seen salad fingers yet. How, okay, well, you have need they to... not made like a salad fingers Netflix series yet? That would be so. I know. Immediately after this, you guys need to watch Salad Fingers because, frankly, yeah. it's worth it. That Isn't there another one money. too? There's Salad Fingers, but then there's like a, a sequel, right? Like, there's more than just the one. There's like salad five thing. or six Salad Fingers. Yeah, there's like a lot there's, of episodes. There's more than even five or six. I think there's yeah. like yeah, eight. Like, oh, yeah, so some of them are more, not not recent. Like probably like within five years. Because I remember us going back on when we were living in Indiana and looking at them and being like, holy shit, there are new episodes. There's more. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. like, whoa. What does he say about the milk from his teat? Oh my god, that is the most disgusting thing. And the thought of rubbing nettles anywhere, because like having walked into nettles before, not the nettle a fun makes experience. the milk come out or something. The come out, grow, come flow faster, maybe. Oh, I, can't oh, I don't know. It's so it's such a gross video. Oh. oh my god. Yeah, that's creepy. You taste like sunshine dust. <laughs> you, you taste, taste like, like such a pool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, shout out to salad fingers to salad Hello, listeners fingers. there was a video series called salad oh if you don't fingers. know about salad fingers i don't want you listening to this podcast. just get out <laughs> yeah yeah salad fingers was back in the day of like oh uh, what, what, what was that video style called flash animation flash, flash animation flash oh. animations <laughs> and it, and it was by a man named david fur and it would take at least 30 minutes mm. for it to chart to uh, to, <laughs> oh, to download on yeah, to load. Uh, <laughs> look at this i feel like things... salad fingers has an imdb <laughs> that's amazing it's quite the popular show i feel I like things don't buffer yeah. anymore like yeah, if you... well, yeah that's true yeah like if you pause like... youtube it won't like buffer the endlessly. you know <laughs> so you're just endlessly David Firth. He looks like a hobbit. He's yeah, he looks like a little boy. Um he didn't also do Charlie the Unicorn, did he? I don't know. Oh, have you ever seen the Charlie the Unicorn video, Subi? I've seen the thumbnails. Okay, that doesn't quite count. Uh, <laughs> I think you can mostly pick up what's going on. No, David Firth did Burnt Face Man, Jerry Jackson, and Spoilsberry Toast Boy. Uh, <laughs> Which I'm... I think I remember seeing Burnt Face Man and Spoilsberry Toast Boy. Huh. Weird. Weird. Anywho, did everyone give a shout out? Justin didn't. Um, my shout out this week is um, so I'm shouting out Nintendo again. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> you like yeah. Nintendo? No. I love Nintendo. <laughs> like, uh, I know you've so abandoned they... me completely to play the Switch. All. <laughs> <laughs> No hard feelings, though. <laughs> Sorry, Final <laughs> Fantasy. Just get better. Uh, oh, man. So, Nintendo last week says we are going to announce something for children and people who are children at heart. Oh, God. Okay. And 
So it turns out that they're releasing this new thing. It's called Nintendo Labo. Labo. Uh, okay. Labo. L A B O. Like which, Yes. So okay. like that's like the word for like lab in Japan is is Labo. Like, mm-hmm. um, and in Japan in Japanese, in Japanese I mean, I, say, what? <laughs> I guess in Japan too. But, yeah. yeah. Um. So what what Nintendo Labo is is. They send you. I'm trying to think of like where to begin describing this thing. <laughs> so like, so the Switch mm-hmm. is like a tablet, like a very large phone, like in between like a phone and an and a iPad. Um, okay. And it also has two controllers that you slide into the side, called Joy Cons, and the Joy Cons have like these rumble features. They also have like motion tracking. They also have an infrared camera on them. Um, So that's the switch. The Nintendo Labo is they have two packs that are coming out first. One is called the variety pack and the other one's called the robo pack. Um, They're cardboard. Like they come out in sheets of cardboard with patterns printed on them and you punch out the patterns like you're putting together a model. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the model is like a piano. And so you're building this piano out of cardboard, but you put your Joy-Con in the back that has an infrared camera on it. And when you press the keys on the piano, it lifts up this reflective tape that the Joy-Con can read and it'll play a sound on your switch. So you're literally playing a cardboard piano. Extend that to not only are you building cardboard pianos, but you're also building <laughs> cardboard fishing rods, cardboard um, like motorcycle handle things, mm. uh, and like these are all like interactive. So like the the piano also has like a play and a record button, and it also has like dials that you can turn to change the settings on the piano. Uh, the motorcycle one, uh, like you can like you turn the handle back and like you go faster. Yeah. Um, they have this like house one with this weird house game. They have remote control cars that you build. Um, and then like the, the really impressive, like f- big one that they have that's like sold in the robot kit is this backpack that you put on. And there are strings that connect your backpack to your, both your hands and both your feet. Um, and then you have this like helmet that tracks where your head is and you are a robot and like there's a robot in the in the game and so like when you move your arm the robot moves his arm um and that's all being tracked inside the backpack by the by the joy-con in the backpack uh it's it's this weird sort of like reverse virtual reality where like (laughs) virtual reality is trying to put you inside of a game and this is like trying to like you bring the game out to you Mm -hmm. um interesting i wonder how it'll work in like or how long if it's a cardboard thing that you're building like what is the shelf life of something like that so the cardboard is first it looks like it's really nice cardboard like it's labeled really nice and it's (laughs) like a nice quality like like nice sturdy construction and So it's not like the most fragile thing. It's not like you're making it out of like hard stock. Like uh, I don't, I don't think that for most of the things like the piano, you're not just going to like break. You're not going to step on the piano. If you are careful, like that'll be an accident. Uh, yeah. Like the robot, I can kind of see how you might like move your arm too fast and maybe break it a little bit. Mm-hmm. They can, they are, we're not sure if they're going to sell you more, cardboard sets themselves but they have said that they're going to release the patterns 
for free. So like you can print off the pattern and then um, like get your own cardboard and make another pattern. Okay. Hmm. Um, the the reason I love Nintendo so much is because like that's so weird. Like that's <laughs> such a weird thing to be like. Let's make a bunch of cardboard peripherals. And oh, and the part I forgot to mention is that like there's the the tagline is like make play discover. Uh-huh. And they also have these like video channels that they're making. So I'm pretty sure, uh, and they kind of show it in the video that like there's going to be a maker part of this where like you uh, can make your own robots or whatever. Like you can make your own kits with your own cardboard patterns and then program in the Joy Cons like how, like what it should do when it reads this certain sensor uh-huh. or whatever. Um, so I think there is going to be a maker part of it beyond just like, hey, build a robot and then play with a robot. Okay. So you get to do um, some sort of like coding in a way. And yeah, I don't think it'll be coding. Super Mario Maker, they like you, like you, they did a really good job of making it into a game, like creating a Mario level into a game. And so I think they would bring that same philosophy into oh, whatever okay. like Super Labo Maker would be. Okay. Um, but like that's so weird and it's so joyous like that's so (laughs) that's so much fun like that's just straight up fun that's not like you trying to be like grizzled bald man with a gun shooting aliens Uh (laughs) like it's just happy yeah that is fun it seems like i'd I'd be interested to try that out like when it is available it sucks because it seems like it'd be something that would be good in, to put in like classrooms and stuff like that, or like you know a library program. But like, who mm-hmm. wants to buy a ton of switches to make that happen? Right. Yeah. Like the entry <laughs> fee is. I mean, like they're also they're eighty dollars kits. Like, or well, uh, the variety pack seventy dollars and the uh, robo pack is eighty dollars, and it's like three hundred dollars yeah. is a, a steep barrier to entry for like just getting the, the switch, switch itself plus <laughs> the eighty dollars for yeah. the 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 game. Right. Um. And like there are two, like the the games for the variety pack are separate. Like it's a different cartridge than the one that comes with the robot pack. Uh-huh. So like you would have to buy both pieces of software, I right. guess. That's the way it seems right now. Yeah. But that's not to say that Super Labo Maker isn't coming and like will just be like a you know a fifty or sixty dollar game. And you can make whatever you want. It is a cool idea. I don't think it's going to be successful. I think Nintendo yeah. gets a little bit too experimental and it they bite themselves in the ass. Like I don't know. I just <laughs> no. I, can, I, I don't yep. know. Yeah, I can see. I can see people being like, I. I love Nintendo too, and they're so they are joyful and like really jolly and everything like that. It's just like I don't know. This it seems like a lot of money. Like I guess if they're going to release the patterns, that's cool. Yeah. But again, like who's going I know well, kids and they're not going to do it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that it's marketed to ch- children as well. Cause I feel like that seems like something a child is going to destroy in like one minute. If it's not made of, I like, think it's mostly sort of the putting plastic. it together. Kids are like, do right. it for me. And then I'll do the, I'll, you know, play with the end product. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say too, that like, it, it's true that I remember back in the day when a new like PS uh, PlayStation game would come out and it'd be like fifty bucks and I'd be like wow no one could ever afford that. Mm-hmm. But it's true that like I don't know to me now like fifty dollars seems like a drop in the hat or a drop in the bucket. So I'm like 
Yeah, it's not a terribly expensive yeah. amount of money yeah. for Once especially for like today. Disposable income. Right. And like it's something that you can do with your kids. Like I think yeah. it's yeah. for parents and kids. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Anyway, if you guys are looking forward to Labo, then tune in <laughs> in like, I don't know, six months or whenever it comes out. And you can check it, it out. It comes out on April 20th. Oh, whatever. Four months, three months. 420. Oh. Oh, plan. I think so. 420 jokes. Because people be all like, dude, it's a piano. Yes, they <laughs> That's how all high people talk, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all so high children. if you've made it through all of this, depending on how much <laughs> I cut out, then thanks for staying in. Please just cut out all the Nintendo Labo things. Yeah, just cut out my entire shout-out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just didn't have a shout-out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so next time we'll be back with Season 3, Episode 13 and or 12, if you're watching on Netflix, called Traveling Salesman. Are we going to do this Mr. for the rest of the season? Do what? If you're watching this episode or this, like, it's either this episode or this episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure by next episode I'll forget that there was the controversy. Uh-huh. Anyway. Wait, what happened? I mean, like, I know that was extended last. Did they show them on two different weeks? Did they show Benihana Christmas on two different weeks? So on Dunderpedia, this episode we watched is listed as episode 12. Mm-hmm. And according to Netflix, it was episode 11. What? Yeah. Because Dunderpedia considers Benihana Christmas two episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know what the original... I assume it just took a, like a, an hour block instead of a 30-minute block. <laughs> Whatever, Dunderpedia. Whatever, Dunderpedia. Right. Anyway, thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>